Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the regularly planned um, Planning Commission meeting for the longest day of the year, June 21st. Uh, Madam Clerk, would you please call the roll? Commissioner Abbey? Here. Commissioner Busa? Here. Commissioner Farley is absent. Commissioner McCarty? Here. Commissioner Zucker is absent. Vice Chair Lagerquist? Here. Chair Condon? Here. Okay, let's go to public communications, which is the time we set aside during the committee meetings for members of the public to address the committee on planning-related business other than what's on the agenda. Madam Clerk, do we have any speakers tonight? Chair Compton, we have no public speakers. Fantastic. We will move on to the consent item, uh, which is the approval of last meeting, May 24th meeting minutes. Uh, do I have a motion to approve the minutes or any changes? I didn't see anything that needed changing. I so move. Okay. Do we have a second? Second. All right. Are we using the vote machine? Yes, we are. I do. I have not used it with anyone's absence, so hopefully everything will work well. So one moment. All right. And that motion carries. Very good. Let's move into our formal items. Project 13226, the 76th station redevelopment. Staff, do you have a presentation tonight? Yes. Very Thank good. you, Chair. I had Gene. My name is Gene Burse. I'm a senior planner with the Community Development Department. Tonight, I will be presenting on item number two, which is a request for a design review, use permit, and exception for a drive-through car wash building. The project site is located at the southeast corner of the Wells Road Citrus Drive intersection in the Wells Road community in the far east end of the city. This is just off of the 126, and if you take exit 5, you'll get to the project site. Surrounding land uses include commercial and multifamily residential along Citrus Drive. Businesses across the street from the site to the north include a Valero gas station and Cafe 126. The project site is located on the same parcel as an existing 76 gas station. There is an abandoned street located on the site, which is where the car wash will be built. The project application was originally submitted in December of 2018. The current project plans were submitted in December of 2022. Initially, the project scope was for a new convenience store, alcohol use permit, and automatic car wash. The project scope was changed to the current request, which is for an automatic car wash and facade improvements to the existing convenience store, on, to the existing convenience store, as well as an exception uh, from two development standards. On March 15th, the Design Review Committee voted four to zero to recommend the Planning Commission approve the design review with no modifications or design recommendations. The 0.8-acre site is an irregular shaped lot with an existing 1,800 square foot 76 gas station that is proposed to remain. The proposed car wash building will be placed where the abandoned street is along the western site boundary. It will serve as an ancillary use to the existing convenience store. The new 1,700 square foot car wash will be 21 feet in height. 
Site access will remain as is with two curb cuts on Citrus Drive. The easternmost curb cut will provide access to a drive aisle for the car wash along the east site perimeter. This drive aisle will travel south and then hairpin northward along the west site boundary into the car wash. Six off-street parking spaces will be provided directly behind the convenience store. Ten parking spaces with vacuums will be located on the east side of the car wash building. A new eight-foot sidewalk, new eight-foot wide sidewalk along Citrus Drive will extend to the edge of the property. Hours of operation for the car wash will be 24 hours per day, seven days per week, with at least two employees available per shift. The most visible parts of the car wash will be the east and west elevations, since they contain the bulk of the building's wall surface area, and they will be oriented towards Wells Road and the convenience store. Exterior building materials will consist primarily of beige colored stucco on CMU block. Each elevation will have a two foot by two foot pattern stucco base. There is a curvilinear design proposed along two of the elevations as shown on the screen, and this is intended to express the car wash operator's branding. This curvilinear shape will consist of three dimensional panels with a rhino liner coating and ACM paneling. The car wash entrance and exit facades are narrow and will consist of stucco and ACM paneling. The north facade shown on the screen will face Citrus Drive and the south facade will face the rear of the site. This project proposes landscaping along the site perimeter. Much of the new landscaping will be located along both sides of the car wash's drive aisle and the eastern boundary and along the west site boundary. Drought tolerant plants are proposed for this project. The applicant proposes to up, do some updates to the exterior of the existing convenience store. Uh, these updates will include uh, new building materials to match the proposed car wash to provide a more cohesive design. And both buildings will use the same materials as well as lighting fixtures. As a reminder for the Planning Commission, uh, this site, project site is located within the Satacoin Wells Development Code area on the east end of town. The Satacoin Wells Development Code is a form-based code similar to the downtown specific plan, and it's intended to accomplish the guiding principles of the Satacoin Wells Community Plan, which are shown on the screen. The code is written to address just those areas within the city of Ventura that are part of the Satacoy community and do not include the unincorporated areas of Satacoy. The Satacoy Wells Development Code, or SWDC, is a form-based code and it has development standards for new projects. Generally, these standards include zone standards, building types, and frontage types. This is not the case for accessory structures, like the proposed car wash. The, the Satacoin Wells Development Code does have standards for accessory buildings, but in three categories. They are building placement, building height, and off-street parking. This project does not meet two out of the nine development standards. And as a side note, the staff report incorrectly referred to a total of three development standards uh, that are applicable to this project. There are a total of nine uh, development standards, so I do want to make that correction. 
the exception request that the uh, app for this project pertains to required building placement and off-street parking. Both accessory buildings and parking spaces must be located in the back half of the lot entirely per the Satacoin Wells Development Code. The back half of the site is indicated in red on the screen. In this instance, the car wash and parking spaces are located outside of that area, primarily due to the irregular shape of the lot. A building setback of approximately 46 feet and a parking setback of approximately 27 feet are proposed in this instance. Staff supports the request for the exceptions to building and parking placement requirements due to the irregular shape of the site as it physically limits compliance with development standards setbacks without reducing the amount of required parking spaces. Given the aforementioned, staff recommends that the Planning Commission do two things. First, approve the major design review, use permit and exceptions as conditioned, and second, determine the project is categorically exempt from CEQA per the infield development criteria. And this concludes staff's presentation. Staff is open for questions. Thank you, Gene. Any questions for staff? Commissioner Abbey. I have a question, Gene, on uh, queuing. I was looking through the staff report, and uh, from visually, it looks like there's sufficient queuing, but do you know what the standard is for automatic car washes? How many cars are required uh, of space for queuing? I don't know the standard off the top of my head. However, our a public Works Department did review this project and did note that the applicant has provided sufficient queuing for this particular use. Okay, it looked like there was. I just didn't know what the standard was. Okay, thank you. Commissioner McCarty. Thanks for the presentation, Gene. Um, a couple questions. Just This is just out of curiosity. Any idea why the project scope changed uh, between the first time it, it was submitted and now? That question would be more applicable for the, maybe more appropriate for the applicant. However, um, this project has been going on for quite some time. And I think that during the course uh, of the years, uh, initially it was to tear down the existing gas station convenience store, build something brand new. Um, however, I'm not sure what changed, uh, but I do know that the alcohol use permit, the applicant did rescind that application, no longer wanted to pursue it, and then worked out, um, uh, worked with staff to at least Make some up, propose some updated some updates to the existing convenience store to kind of freshen up the look, freshen up uh, the site to make it look more appropriate for the area. Okay, um, one other question: um, the abandoned street appears to be like maybe it was old uh, well, South Wells Road, or it looks like it was a city street. At one point in time, that was a city street. However, I, however, our public works department confirmed that it's been abandoned for some years. And ceded to, and, and ceded yeah. to the property owner. Correct. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Vice Chair Lagerquist. Could you go back to the slide that mm. had the fifty percent mark marking? Is that is that correct? The, the this illustration is an approximation. The applicant can tell you exactly where it's at on this graphic, but approximately this is fairly close, given the fact that it's an irregular shape lot. Um, our code has a very, this code as well as the municipal code has a very unique way on defining the rear half. So the rear half uh, has, there's a calculation that goes into it, but generally speaking, this outline shows where the rear half of the lot is. 
because where the now show where this red line is, this is approximately 50% of lot depth, and then behind that is where the car wash building and parking are supposed to be limited to. Given the fact that this is an accessory use uh, to the site, the idea is that the code wants accessory uses to be located right. behind primary buildings, and so that the primary building will be most visible from the uh, street versus an accessory building. That's the so intent. It's, it's more based on lot depth as opposed to lot Correct. area. Correct. Interesting. Okay, thanks. Other questions? I have a, a question about the abandoned parcel. Um, was there any compensation paid for that um, additional land? It's not to staff's understanding uh, that um, abandonment happened years ago and our public works department uh, didn't provide any details. They just confirmed that it was an, it is an abandoned street and that it is part of uh, the property owner's property now. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, who owns the triangle to the east or south. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at this expansive dirt um, behind, it's behind both the Jack in the Box and the gas station. Uh, yeah, right there. That is a Caltrans right of way, so the state owns that. In that triangular yep. uh, shape, not only in this area, but all the way up. So yep. Wells Road, uh, yeah. as we know, turns into a state All that fronted. Yep. Okay, very good. Yeah, I'm also looking to see if this is close to any housing because this is meant to operate 24-7. Uh, it doesn't look like there's anything, and it's adjacent to a busy street, which is as good as you could ask for in this case. Yeah, in this area, there's commercial uses, uh, the road, and then to the further down to the east along Citrus Drive, there's multifamily housing, and then you get way further down, there's single-family housing. To the west, uh, Across from Rose is the Parklands uh, development site or Dell Soul that the Planning Commission heard last year. Right. Unlikely to cause much commotion across that busy street. Okay. I would like to ask the applicant, are, are you the applicants? Um, if there's no further questions, I would like to open the public hearing and ask you to come up and tell us a little bit about this abandonment situation, how long you've owned it, et cetera. So I'm going to open up the public hearing. Welcome. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Um, if you don't mind, I'll get to the questions that way. Gene uh, has done a fantastic job, so I'm, I, don't, I can't top that, so I'll just leave it. No problem. <laughs> uh, if you don't want, uh, I'll answer your question first. Uh, our client took over the property uh, way after it was abandoned. Uh, so when they took it over, I, I would just say, let's say, 15 years ago or so, that abandonment had taken place a long time before that. Right. So does that mean that it was part of the parcels that they purchased yes, at that time? Yes, sir. Oh, it was. So yeah. okay. Yeah, it wasn't. We we didn't uh, as you know as it hasn't transpired. No, not recently. No, many 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 years ago. Yes, sir. Right. Right. Yes, sir. And uh, I think it was part of like um, Gene, as you indicated. I think Wells was kind of meandering in that area, and I think when the Caltrans moved Wells over. Or realigned it, that became. Yeah, yeah. It, it it appears that way because the Jack in the Box parking lot Correct. would have had a similar situation. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I think uh, Mr. McCarthy, you had a question. Um, 
for, for Re why the scope changed? Yes, exactly. Yes, and, and just uh, out of curiosity. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, the cost has been going up. You know, I know we started the project in 2018, but we had some changes in uh, the scope of the project and all that. But when we started looking back at the project to look at it, just cost prohibitive. Uh, and uh, hence, we decided to m make sure when whatever we do for the car wash, as well as architectural treatment, we apply it also to the building. So they're match and cohesive and as, as one project. So, May I go with another question? Yes, please. I noticed on the, on the staff presentation, the row of parking spaces on the east side were uh, covered spaces. The vacuums. Is that the vacuums you're mentioning uh, next to the car wash? No, no right, those, those panels? Yeah, yes, sir. Those are, those are covered oh. shade. They, oh. they provide shade for the customers. Okay, got it. So I didn't realize that that was the vacuuming area. I just thought it was for parking. Yeah. Um, has the possibility of putting so, attaching solar panels to the top of those been uh, thought about? Well, the, the, the concept that we have is more of a cloth type yep. uh, cover, so we don't, we don't have the capacity to do that on the, because they can't carry the weight. But we are proposing uh, solar panels on the car wash itself on oh. the roof. We don't have any you know, equipment like a HVAC equipment and all that, so it, we have plenty of room to accommodate. Okay, so, and, so solar panels on top of the car yes, wash? Yes, we will oh, be. Yes. Excellent. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, and then I think you had another question as far as, uh, uh, I know we talked about the cost. My apologies, I forgot, but uh, I think there was, I'll come back to it, <laughs> so if you don't mind. But again, I'm here to answer any questions you might have, and as I said, staff has been great, and DRC approved our project, so we look forward to approval. Other questions? Well, I have to, uh, go ahead. Oh, okay, do a vice chair. <laughs> We're getting used to the, the system. Um, so, I was, so you're not giving a formal presentation, we're just gonna answer questions? If, so I can ask if questions that's, uh, plans. If you don't mind, I mean, I, Okay, okay. Um, I just had a couple quick questions. Sure. One was, does the, the clarifier that was shown on the plans, is that, is that an oil water separator? It is. Okay. It's a great, basically it's a recycling part of the okay. project, yes. And then, um, the, there's a resolution that states that the new sewer line shall not be, shall, shall not be located within the driveway, but the, the new sewer line is straight down the, the new driveway on the east side, so I didn't know what to make of that, honestly. Well, the two drivers are existing. We're just rebuilding them to meet ADA requirements. There's no new driveway. Well, you're putting in a new sewer line, though, yes? There, you're... We're putting a new sewer line to, on, on Citrus, correct, connecting to it. The, but the, isn't there, this isn't the, you don't have the plans. I, I, can't, I, I, don't, I didn't download them, so I don't have them. Do you have the plans? Uh, there was a sewer line on that driveway on that goes around on the east side of mm -hmm. the property. Right, there is. There's an existing sewer, the existing sewer line is right there on the east side of the property, and we're connecting to, we're, oh, okay. uh, in the same area, we're going to run a new sewer line. Oh, okay. It yes. is existing. Okay. It is existing, yes, yes. Okay. Wish I could do this. Well, that's, that's the same illustration we have here. But, but we have a continuation of plans. Actually, no, it's just the presentation. Okay. Utility plan? I mean, it says proposed six-inch sewer lateral. Well, we have to upgrade it because the existing sewer lateral is only oh, four-inch okay. for this so, store. So we I guess have to my do question this. for staff then, is that acceptable if it's a proposed 
new, just an upgrade, it doesn't, then that, because that resolution is resolution number 31, 28, sorry, resolution 28, um, says the new sewer line shall not be located within a driveway. I just wanted to make sure this was gonna be. We can uh, up revise that uh, condition if the commission so sees to make it consistent with what's being proposed. Okay. Uh, that condition came from uh, Ventura Water, so we will we can revise that condition, no problem. Okay. And I think my last question for that. Yeah. Um, I one more question. I was just curious of the in the resolution as well, number thirty-one. Um, you know, we have this water rights dedication, um, and so I was just wondering how that was going to be met with this project. I'm oh, sorry, thirty-one. Yes, sorry. It's um, the water resource net zero policy, municipal code. All projects are subject to compliance with the policy. So I just was curious how the project was going to comply since it's a car wash. <laughs> Well, Jim, my, my apologies. I just uh, defer that to Jim because I know you guys, the water department reviewed it and they had no. Yeah, so that condition is a boilerplate condition that Ventura Water generally adds to projects that deals with the net zero fee. Do you have any questions on how that? Well, they would likely just pay the fee. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, Commissioner Lagerquist, what was the other condition that you referred to a few minutes? 28? Yes. Okay. And that, that's all I have. Thank you so no much. Thank you. The, but just on the sewer line, the reason the location we're showing it was at the direction of the city engineer's office. Uh, and if they're okay, we can move it over from the driveway, you know, to the landscaping area. So it's not in the driveway. We can coordinate with them. That's not a problem. That's fine. I just wanted to point out there was a discrepancy. And so sure. either the resolution needs to be fixed or the sewer line needs to be moved. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, Commissioner McCartney. Uh, while, I, while I have both of you here sure. together, one, another question about another one of the resolutions. Resolution 78, the applicant shall submit a bicycle parking plan. And then it goes on and on a whole paragraph about the bicycle parking plan. I was curious what kind of bicycle parking plan the, the city might expect from a car wash? Or is this just a, a boilerplate resolution? Thank you so much, Commissioner McCarty. Uh, this is a boilerplate uh, condition. However, with projects, we do try to get bicycle parking. Uh, our Public Works Department, Transportation Division particularly, we work hand in hand with them to try to get as much bike parking as we possibly can to make sure new projects are complying with the city's requirements for bicycle parking. And so we ask uh, applicants to submit uh, where they propose to uh, have parking and uh, for bicycles on site. So this is a boilerplate condition to help address to try to increase the amount of bicycle parking. Okay, pardon my ignorance though about so about this, so in the city's code regarding bicycle parking, for a car wash, how is any required bicycle parking determined? Um, obviously not, on, would it be on the type of facility being built, on the square footage being built? Usually when it comes to bicycle parking, it's the amount of square footage of commercial, commercial space. Uh, will equal usually bare minimum like one or two bicycle parking spots okay. per a certain amount of square footage. Okay, so 
you're expecting to have you're expecting to have bicycle parking yes. at the car wash. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. It, right. it, we're expecting to have bicycle parking at this site, and given that this car wash is a, an ancillary use, we are expecting there will be bicycle parking. Right. There no, will be. The, the yes. point is, there, there's more than just a car wash in on this development. I, I figured that there was already bicycle parking for the main structure. There's not. Not to staff's knowledge. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Although I don't want to discount the possibility of a bicycle car wash. That would be uh, <laughs> very novel. You'd, you'd get a lot of publicity. Something, something to look at, too. I do have to ask this question. Do you have an estimate on how many gallons of water are used in a typical car wash through this mechanism that you... If you don't mind, I'll have the expert. All right. I have an expert. <laughs> Hi. Paul Dadgar. I'm head of development for Bliss Car Wash. So the, uh, the water issue is, is an important issue to us. We're in a drought state, and we recognize that. So uh, the entire car wash industry has uh, gone full tilt in handling this, and, and we're really proud to say that we have probably some of the best reclaim systems in, in the uh, industry. So typically what we're trying to do, we're trying to achieve is the least amount of water used the most efficiently. Our reclaim systems now claim anywhere from 80 to 85% reclaim. So for a home wash, for instance, that we calculate maybe 100 to 150 gallons of, of fresh water, we'll use 20, maybe 25 gallons of fresh water per car. And then that's recycled, reclaimed through the wash. Um, we can't get it all, but what we do get is every bit of the wash, every bit of the water goes to the sewer system, not to the storm drain. And that's our number one objective. So we're, we're, we've, we've done really well in that. We call ourselves water warriors. For a reason, we're involved in all these water-saving programs, and so uh, we uh, will bring that technology to this car wash. So I want to be clear. Yeah. When you say 80, 85 percent recapture, as you said, it's just being diverted away from the storm drains, or you're actually reusing, no, uh, all, recycling the water? Correct. All, all the water in the car wash goes through Clarifier, goes back into the system or goes into the sewer system. Water doesn't go into the storm drains. So do you have a storage tank for that reclaimed Correct. water? How right. You, typically in our, in our washes between uh, 4,000 and 6,000, I think this wash has 4,500 gallons. Wow. So, so the water goes through the system. All the main effluents are taken out. Those are later taken off, you know, and, and, and uh, um, um, by, by companies that come in and, and uh, remove that. But the water is always constantly going through. If you come into one of these car washes today, effectively it's like a water plant inside the car wash. We get, we get the microns down to about 5% or five, 5 microns per gallon so we can use that water again effectively on the car. Wow. Yeah. It, it's really a neat system. We'd love for you to come see it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vice Chair. Uh, it's a great question. And I, I applaud this effort in that sense, and I, you know, I, I wish there was more public here to just understand that because it just kills me when I see people washing their cars in their driveways, and you know, the fact that you're reclaiming and sending it to the sewer is just so important, and having the oil water separate. So, but along those lines, I had one more question I forgot to ask, which was in the water quality management plan. So, what is what is the modular wetland system? What is that? that that, that's, that's actually more about rainwater, you know, retention basin. It's an underground retention basin. Uh, rain, you know, as we required for any areas that more than 5,000 square feet uh, uh, graded so that all the rainwater stays on site. So what happens is that there's a retention basins. 
where the water goes to or you know combination of landscaping combination of underground retention we'll hold it and then we just, we're supposed to retain it on site that has not to, that has no connection to the car wash yeah it's so you use that as gray water when you can, et cetera? We or could. Percolation. Yeah, some places we use it for irrigation, you know, and uh, again, depends on the size of the area and the amount of rain that you get. Uh, and uh, so it, it just depends. Okay. Uh, but we are supposed to retain it on site. That's the intent, yeah. All right, very good. Any other questions? Oh, uh, no, you were. Any other questions? All right, very good. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, ladies. Thank you. And there are no other public speakers? That is correct. Okay, very good. I'm going to close the public hearing. Any deliberations? Or Yes, uh, Commissioner Abbey. I just wanted to comment on item number 23. I was glad to see that all the lighting is to be designed to confine the light within the site boundaries. I know that's something that we look at most all projects that we have come in front of us, and I was glad to see that. All right, very good. So with that, uh, oh, Commissioner McCarty, there you are. So to follow up on that very comment, <clears throat> resolution number 23, um, I would like to amend resolution 23. The resolution 23 currently states, all lighting is to be designed to confine, confine the light within the site boundaries and to provide safety and security. So as we've done in previously approved projects, I'd like to amend this to instead say, all lighting is to be certified as dark sky friendly in accordance with International Dark Sky Association standards, which is what we've done in the past and up to our most recent uh, projects. Yes. So to be consistent with previous projects and the direction I think we want to head with regard to lighting. All right, very good. And I'm very much for dark skies. I don't know if a retail or commercial application is different than residential in that regard. Um, uh, I don't see any problem with the additional car wash side, but I do have to ask staff. Um, there's a, an existing gas station there, and to my mind, gas stations are very well lit, and there's probably good reason for it. So uh, let's hear from staff, and then if the applicant has something to say, we'll ask you to come up as well. I'll jump in. Thank you, Rachel Diamond. Um, you know, as you said, gas stations are well lit for a reason, and that is safety. Um, these stations are going to be running 24 hours a day, and so being well lit is really important for safety and access on the site. Um, while it is possible to use dark sky compliant lights to, to maintain that amount of light, you'll have a lot of extra fixtures on the site to be able to illuminate the ground in a safe manner and not have any hot spots. It's not really the hot spots that's the issue, it's the parts that are dark in between the hot spots that can be a problem. And um, fully cut off um, dark sky compliant light fixtures tend to, because they're pointing down completely, you tend to have a bunch more and it's very difficult to have the overhead kind of flood lights into the property that make sure you have that Mate, like that standardized um, lighting, and that's what actually keeps you safe on a site is that you have that standard um, lighting and lumen output. So it's kind of a long answer, but um, it's certainly something that can be done. But if you do dark sky, the result is going to be a lot of extra fixtures. Okay. Um, 
So now we have on the surface that both issues here. One is we want to keep our skies as dark as possible um, when appropriate in applications like this. Uh, other considerations, in my opinion, have to be made. Um, would the ac uh, applicant like to come up and comment on this? I'm going to open the public hearing again and oh, sure. allow you to make a comment here. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, just for, before I address the comment on the lights, uh, is the intent amendment for the new light fixtures? Just yeah. just the new light fixtures. I'm not talking about changing the, the, gas station the existing, existing light fixtures in any way. Okay. Only new light oh, fixtures. Yeah, because that was my concern. Like you mentioned, as far as safety, uh, we can, I mean, uh, we had to deal with the dark skies in another jurisdiction, and we showed clearly that, you know, with gas stations, the lights are the, the main reason for safety for the right. customers coming in right. during the nighttime and all that. So we can't touch the lights for the gas station. But the lights for the car wash, we can, you know, try to, I mean, we'll do our best to meet the dark sky requirements. Uh, the only concern I have is I just don't want it to be too dark in the back, you know, when it's turned off, you know, when this operations during the night, you know, all that. I just don't want anybody to be, uh, yeah. When it's not being used, you want a safety element safety, so that yes. people aren't behind the building exactly. lurking. Exactly, exactly. Vandalizing it or lurking or just, you know, right. hanging out. We don't want that. That's, that's the only concern. Right. But the, as long as we don't have to touch the gas station <laughs> so, or existing lights. So. That, that was not my intent at all. Okay. Thank leave you. leave, so, leave thank you, current lighting as is. Thank you. So, Commissioner, would you, uh, may I perhaps recommend that you um, allow them the ability to make every effort to adhere to this, but it may be the case that they can't be specifically, and I, I don't know who the arbiter is to determine whether it, it qualifies or does not qualify for dark sky, but um, uh, I'm, I'm hearing from them they want to work on this issue uh, on behalf of the city. So is that okay with you, or how would you um, like it? I, I would, my preference is to put the wording in the resolution as as I previously articulated if there is an issue in my mind what happens then it, it would be uh, a, uh, a a conversation with the current uh, with with the community development director regarding an exception to that resolution okay is that amenable uh, if I may, uh, is there a possibility of amending your motion to say that the service station will remain as is so that there's no, uh, you know, argument as far as, with, you know, just misunderstanding, basically. I'm sorry, not sure, argument, sure. but misunderstanding. Yeah, we could say it, all, all new, new lighting oh, is to be certified. Thanks. Is that good? Thank you. All right, very good. All right. I'll close the public hearing again. And uh, so with that amendment... Um, are you making a motion to approve? Yes, I would. I'd make a motion to approve the project uh, with just changing changing out one sentence regarding um, in, in resolution twenty three, as I articulated before, and as I can articulate again if need be. Do we have that verbiage? Uh, hang on a sec. I have it stated as. Okay. Very good. All right. Um, do we have a second, or do you have a question that should interrupt this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we have a motion. I should get a second, and then you can comment. Would someone like to second? We have no second. I'll, I'll second. Okay, here we go. Yes, sure. please. Vice well, Chair. I was just going to say that um, I think we should put in the motion as well that uh, Resolution 28 needs to be 
um, the, about the sewer line. Uh, that's right. There needs to be a correction here. Yeah. I mean, it clearly shows the sewer lateral going underneath the driveway. The driveway. Um, so that needs to be corrected. And how would you like to propose that? Verbiage or move the sewer? <laughs> um, I think the verbiage is fine. Okay. I mean, I, I honestly, as far as the design of the site, I'm fine with what is better for the applicant in that case. You know, do they want to, if, if there's an issue with the sewer line, do they want to tear up, you know, the parking area or do they want to tear up the driveway? I mean, sewer lines are in the road all the time. Right. I mean, do you want to maybe amend uh, item 28 to say with the approval of Ventura Water or? Well, I think there's confusion. I mean, it's a new sewer line, but it's, it's it, in the in the area of the existing sewer line. It is, yes. So I don't know if we just need to update the verbiage in, in Resolution 28. Um, so it sounds like the question is, do we require the applicant to change the project, or do we change the resolution to reflect what's currently in the project? And it sounds like your preference is to do the latter. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Words over shovels. Okay. We uh, any further discussion, Commissioner McCarty? I can't tell. Um, Do you have a statement? So, so that means there's a request to amend my uh, motion to to have a second uh, change uh, in verbiage. Friend, to a friendly it. amendment yes, to your yes. motion. Yes. So I, I'm amenable to that. Okay. Very in my in my motion. Okay. So it's make, a lot. Yep. Okay. With and Chair, you seconded it. Are you amenable as well? Yes, I am. Very good. Any further comments or questions? All right. Shall we vote now? And that motion carries. Well done, team. Okay, thank you. Good luck with your project. Thank you, everyone. All right, staff communication? Nothing from staff at this time, thank you. Not this time. <laughs> okay. Um, commissioners, yes. I have a couple of questions for, for staff. Um, Rachel, um, do you know at this time when our next meeting will be of the Planning Commission? Let me take a look. I'll get back to you okay. during the rest of the questions. And the second uh, question I had as well, um, I was watching the last GPAC meeting. In fact, I, I attended the GPAC meeting. And uh, Netta, our community, interim community development director, said that tentatively GPAC uh, would be coming to plan, uh, the recommendation would be coming to planning commission on or about August 23rd. And, um, and then go, be going to city council sometime in September. Uh, so my question is, um, I've been asking over the months when, when it came to planning commission because it's so much and it encompasses the entire city or a big part of it, could we take it in bites rather than expecting the planning commission to 
swallow the whole thing whole. Uh, and, and, and in fairness, not just to the planning commission, but to the public. Uh, you know, this is a once in a 20 year cycle event. So I, this is more of a statement than a question. Uh, I would prefer to see that uh, that come to planning commission over a series of meetings, whether that's two, three, four, uh, whatever's reasonable so that we take it in bite-sized pieces and not try to swallow the whole thing whole. That's a, a well-taken comment. Um, it is a significant document. I have no idea how the draft is going to get to us, nor when it will get to us. Uh, two of us, and two and a half of us, because Mark, you've been to a great deal uh, of the meetings yourself, but uh, Scott and I have been part of the GPAC. Uh, so we're up to speed, but uh, it may take um, those that have not been watching quite a, quite a while to comb through all of the detail of the very many aspects and focus areas uh, that have been discussed over the past two years. Uh, I concur with uh, Commissioner Abbey, and uh, you know, if working backwards, if it's meant to get to, well, first it has to be completed and packaged for us. Do we have an estimated completion date of that? And I'm, I'm looking at you, although you're not really part of the GPAC, Netta would be the one who would be closest to this. We don't know, but we would have July's meeting and then the August 23rd meeting, um, which it is due. And I would certainly hope that um, the other commissioners here on the dais uh, would have at least three weeks to review this before the meeting um, at a minimum. But the question is, if it has to get to council by a certain date, what can we do to accommodate if we get into the, the weeds on this and it does require hours and hours of deliberation? So I'll start with your first question. The next meeting is July 26th, and the meeting after that is August 23rd, which is when the land use alternative portion is scheduled to come before planning commission. It is scheduled, right, and this is all tentative, it is scheduled to go um, next to city council on September 11th, which is pretty soon after. So that, you know, again, is tentative. If it takes you longer to review it, certainly that's the reality of it, and we would continue that item to additional meetings to, to keep going and, and allow you to have additional time to discuss, deliberate, et cetera. Um, obviously, a number of you are somewhat familiar with what's moving forward because you've been seeing it at GPAC meetings. Um, so you do know it's not the entirety of the city that has, um, has potential changes. So that does help. Um, but I totally understand where you're coming from. It is a lot. So I would say first, what staff plans to do is give you a packet as far in advance as we can. And that really is, you know, we're continuing to work on it. In, in this moment, so as soon as it's ready to go, we would be able to give a packet early, the same way we did for the overlay districts, um, as well as some other projects you've had in the past. This way we can honor that three plus weeks of review on your end. And um, you know, I could talk to Netta about breaking it down into smaller pieces for meetings. Um, and as an alternative, we can present it all and then just you know see how far we can get. And again, if you feel like you need more time, you can always continue it to following meetings. I'll also find out about any um, you know time limits that we have, but 
I think that if you ended up needing a few meetings, that shouldn't be an issue. Could we do six meetings? Probably not. But if you needed more than one, that's absolutely within the schedule and wouldn't wouldn't be a problem. Um, and we, you know, the reality is we have to anticipate that because you may have questions and want us to come back with additional information. And so it may just not be possible to cover it all in one night, ideally two. But again, I think we'll see how how we go with that first meeting. And certainly if there are things in advance of, um, you know, when the packet comes out, um, getting questions to staff in advance so we can prep for the types of questions or things that you have um, would be super helpful as well. Okay. I think it would be good for the public to also be aware of which areas of town are going to be taking at which meeting mm -hmm. in a reasonable time in advance mm -hmm. so that you don't have all the areas at once converging and you know that would be quite a meeting. I think what we can also do is when we issue the packet for the Planning Commission, we'll also um, do some press releases and a number of communications to the public in addition to just our standard packet going out so that people know this is coming. I think a lot of the community members that are involved know this is happening, but this way we can kind of expand our reach and you know, try to get more people in the door to the actual meeting to listen, to make comment, and get information. Yeah, there have been a number of people that have from the public that have come and spoken and have concentrated on this. But now this will be a document that, if you will, stipulates all of the changes that we have been working on. Um, and so this might bring up new concepts or, or uh, ideas that the public want to speak about. Um, and uh, one idea that I might think would be helpful is if you're waiting for the very last element of the very last piece in order to get the entire document to us, uh, that may delay things. I might suggest you either break it in half or thirds and say these three portions are here. Expect the second and the third dispatch so that we and the public have time to digest particular focal areas in advance and on a measured pace as opposed to an avalanche all at once. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'll definitely pass that information along. I think it's really helpful to hear. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Commissioner Abbey. All right. Any announcements uh, for the good? Well, I think we're going to have our July 4th Push Me Pull You parade again. And uh, for those of you that have not been or haven't been in several years, I encourage you to go. It really is a, a showcase of what Ventura is about. Thousands of people gather and celebrate this wonderful country, and uh, we have it right here on our main street. So I hope to see you there. With that, let's adjourn. <laughs>